me a story. Something we've all said or heard in our lives. Stories bring us together around the campfire. Storytelling has earned its place as the most important tradition humans possess. The most important reason for this being that every story contains a lesson. Lessons to love, to forgive, to be just, and to strive for better than we have. They empower us, they lead us, they comfort us. Born in Alberta, raised in the backcountry, fishing, hunting, nature, the wild, all run thick in my blood. a Canadian boy, I had a similar dream to most other boys my age here, to make the NHL. When that dream was yanked from beneath my feet, how could I carry on? My story is full of hope, inspiration, joy, heartbreak, heartache, and resiliency. My name is Dana Lattery. I'm a fly fishing guide in southern Alberta, an ex-professional hockey player, and a storyteller at heart. Having spent the past decade guiding thousands of fly fishermen from all over the world, I've heard so many stories that paralleled mine. Stories of pain, brokenness, tragedy, from all different walks of life. The more time I spend with them, the more I realize that we all shared one common thread. Fly fishing saved our lives. Grab your favorite drink and join me on this journey as our story begins. Welcome back to another episode of Fly Fishing Saves Lives. I am your host, Dana Lattery, and I'm joined by guest today, Cam Woolnuff. Cam, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on. So just kind of let everybody know um, where you're from, kind of what you do. uh, What what does a a day-to-day look like for Cam? Uh, Name's Cam, obviously. Um, Alberta kid, grew up uh, Edmonton and Calgary, back and forth, uh, Son of two bankers, so followed the uh, followed the bank around for quite a while with my folks, and uh, yeah, grew up most of uh, sort of formidable years were in Edmonton. Uh, grew up, uh, you know, just skiing and and we had a lake cottage west of uh, west of Edmonton, so we caught, you know, spending time on the water and fishing there, and and, and just you know, spending lots of time outside. Uh, skied and ski raced for a big chunk of my life, and now I'm uh, you know sort of a retired ski coach but uh, do lots of volunteering still with skiing and try to fish as much as i can uh, it's uh it's been uh, sort of a journey obviously like a lot of people but uh, it's been uh, it's been good it's uh yeah day to day is uh, my my alter ego is a, a draftsman and you know doing lots of hopefully doing lots of work uh you know designing homes and stuff for people like that um you know and then uh yeah, family, work, eat, sleep—the the, the normal goings on of most guys my age. So, um, talk a bit about your family. You're married. You got kids. Uh, just kind of yeah, run uh, me through. Give me a little background there. Yeah, married. Uh, married. Uh, geez, 
put me on the spot since 2009. Uh, two kids, uh, my stepdaughter, Chloe, she's uh, now 17. And my youngest daughter, Haley, is 10. So those uh, the three of them, three girls in the house keep me busy and on my toes. Um, oldest daughter uh, sort of thankfully followed my footsteps with um, – ski coaching and she does that now so which is good says along with going to school and littlest one is uh busy <laughs> she does a lot of uh you know uh, oh. busy kid stuff B- bu- kid stuff busy stuff yeah. um and uh, you know wants to be an avid skier she uh, i've just recently got her into fly fishing she's been hounding me for years and and you know i always took it as a, a me thing. So it, it now to, to sort of share it with her and get that fire going in her, she's uh, starting to enjoy that. So it's good. And uh, wife, Jen, yep. Busy with uh, just life, with, uh, you know, the COVID going on, we're busy trying to maintain a family and maintain our health and keep everybody uh, happy, safe and, and otherwise. So growing up kind of, I guess you could say central Southern Alberta. Um, when was fly fishing kind of introduced into your life fly fishing so i you know growing up you know i, I, I grew up for a big chunk on uh, lake wadman which is about 45 minutes west of edmonton you know but i was uh, a steel slinger I, you know steel boat little seven merc on the back and basically spent my days in a tin boat throwing spoons for pike and, and perch and things like that so fly fishing never really got on my radar until he was probably around 13 or 14 uh, but even then it was uh, sort of a fleeting thing um, my grandfather my grandfather had passed away when I was about seven all of his stuff was kicking around our lake cottage so I always farted around with it and, and played with it but never really understood it um, you know and, and fly tying was, was one of those things that brought me back into that realm with you know, growing up with that, because all of his fly tying gear was in this handmade steel box. And uh, so that that kind of came full circle. But when I, you know, growing up at Edmonton, there's not a whole lot of opportunity that I knew of to fly fish. So when I moved back to Calgary, uh, I was about 18 and, you know, didn't know anybody, Was you know, came right into a job. So I worked all the time and really didn't know anybody. So I, I took out a lot of his old gear and, and hopped on the boat and down by 22x and just walked the shores and flailed and flailed and flailed till I either caught something or caught myself and uh, kind of worked up from there. And so uh, did the bow treat you kindly or did the bow treat you like the bow treats most people? The bow treated me like the bow treats most on any other given day. It uh, it had it handed my hat to me. Um, you know, it was a lot of a lot of self teachings and. And things like that but you know along the way i randomly like it always is along the that river especially is you know I, I met one one night in particular i met an older gentleman and he, he reminded me of my grandfather and you know he saw me flailing away and hacking away and you know catching bushes and things like that and he walked up to me and and, and started talking to me and, and you know was explaining to me what he was watching and how to tie some knots and you know how to improve my casts and you know, I ran into him for probably, I'd say, two summers, just haphazardly here and there along the same stretch. And every time I met him, he he had another tidbit of information to improve my game. And over time, I, you know, I got better gear and and just improved everything, and it made the world difference. So, what made you switch? Like, why why wouldn't you come down here? 
and keep chucking gear like what what was the uh the, what was the spark that made you switch into fly fishing well i mean it, it's it's sort of twofold i guess you know being in calgary with you know spinning gear no real access access to lakes that i knew of um you know and no boat and things like that so the my style of fishing that i'd known growing up was you know getting into deeper water and, and you know not fishing from shore it was always from boat so with no real access to that the the river drew me and i, I did try i think a, few, a couple times with spin gear and never really you know I, I, I'd catch a bottom snagging you know losing three dollars at a time in a totally different way but um it's just more fun it, to do that with flies now it's way more fun to do with flies. <laughs> a lot, lot more rewarding. Yeah. But it, it was it was the where I grew up. Where I when I moved back to Calgary, I mean, my, my folks lived in in Parkland, so I was I was eight minutes away from the bow on a on a in a traffic jam if I tried. So I I had this access to water that I I'd never had on a daily basis. So, you know, and I'm I'm a bit of an introvert, and I always was growing up and. You know, so fly fishing appealed to me. It was like, that was something I could do on my own solely, find my own way, find my own water, and and really just sort of discover this new city. I mean, I grew up here when I was really little, but you know, I discovered a whole new aspect of of Calgary and the bow that I I never really anticipated at that time. So a lot of uh, a lot of things you see about fly fishing are very intimidating. Uh, it's <coughs> you know between the the amount of gear that you you do or you don't need or the perceived amount of gear that um, one would be expected to have uh, the the learning to cast there there's just there just seems from an outsider perspective that there's a lot going on with fly fishing and it's intriguing to me uh, when when somebody when somebody switches over because it's almost in this is my opinion that the uh, gear fishing didn't satisfy something um do, do you ever think about that like do you ever wonder you know what was unfulfilling like say say you had the lakes and uh there there had to be a draw somewhere that that made you want to give this uh f- flailant nine foot rod uh with weightless line and and flies and send it out into the river and most likely not catch many fish to start yeah, I mean, it was it was different. I mean, you know, I mean, not to say that I, you know, spinning gear and things like that. Not to say I don't do it every now and again, but it was it was it was water. It was moving water. Like there was something. The river. It was the river. It was therapeutic. I mean, you know, and you know, being you know an, an introvert and being able to get inside your own head and not have a release and, and be able to find something that basically quietens the quite it's the monkeys you know everything's screaming around in your head it was it was something different you know being in a boat and having the noise of the motor and and that repetition i like said wasn't quite satisfying enough it was you know it was just chuck and duck it was just getting out there throwing steel but you know the river there's so many moving parts and i think you know that the hunt and the presentation and you know reading water and, and just feeling water and you know moving water is such a big change from people that are you know for a guy that you know grew up in lakes and things like that it never really fished proper moving water for any to any extent but it was it was something that was new and you know i was at the age you know at 18 
you know, bored out of my skull, you know, didn't know anybody, which really didn't make a difference because, you know, being, being a quiet kid, it was just something I could do on my own. It was satisfying. And, you know, it was finding that inner quiet was yeah. really what it came down to is, you know, and, and letting that, that noise take over. Yeah. The, the, the intimacy of, of standing in a river and, and all that stuff that comes along. And now what, uh, you know, you, you speak about being an introvert and you speak about uh, monkeys and the noise and stuff. And, you know, what, what brought that stuff on? Was it, was it work? Was it uh, relationships? Was there, was there something in particular that, uh, you know, you found yourself trying to escape from by heading to the river? I think a lot of it is, I mean, introvert wise, like I was, you know, I always had, I always had friends growing up, but I was never had close friends. And, you know, I always had acquaintances, but never good close buddies or pals and things like that. And, you know, and, and I was, I was always a very introspective person and still am. So, you know, letting things bother you, like the, maybe it was, maybe it was part depression. Maybe it was just being, you know, who knows? Maybe it's ADHD. I have no idea. But the the mind, my mind is always racing. Like I, I see life as a picture in my head. Um, you know, I everything I do. I mean, right down to even drawing now. I mean, when I draw or I'm building something or I'm thinking about something, I, I see it as a as a picture. And whether that's a, a job or whether that's uh, something going on in my life, whether it's whether it's a an issue that I've had that replays itself or I try to work the problem, but it never quite stops. So having that, that ability to, to have a quiet mind is, is, you know, it's, it's something you can't, you can't not love. Yeah. It would, it's interesting to me because oftentimes I uh, share the same thought process with a lot of clients in the boat. And we talk about the fact that, it's so peaceful out there and there's sometimes not a lot of things happening but when you when you stop to think or in retrospect of the last hour on the water you didn't think about much um it, it's a fascinating thing to me and a lot of people agree would you find that to be similar that somehow there's this eerie serenity about being on the water and and how being in such a quiet place, um, you know, to use your term, calms the monkeys down. For sure, like it, it's. I mean, I, I was thinking about it the other day, you know, and you know, and now now that we're here in Calgary and getting into winter, it's the, the river seems a long ways away, but the river's a book. You know, it's you know when you read, it's quiet when you're reading, but you always have this picture in your head about what's going on whether you're reading it or whether you're on the water, reading the water and seeing it, there's, there's 800 things happening all at one time, but you don't even notice a single one of them happening unless you're focusing on the one. And typically that's the little bit of foam or hair or whatever it is at the end of your line. And, and yeah, like a, an hour can disappear. Like it's five seconds. Like a, <laughs> yeah. Time on the water is, is uh, it's quick. It's super it is. quick. And an eight hour day can feel like an hour and you don't want it to be over except it's dark, you know, and 
the phone's going on saying, why are you home? It's midnight. Why are you home? It's like, why am I fishing? Like yeah. you, you lose, lose sense of all time. And, and that's, there's, there's not many things in, at least in my life that, that can do that, especially, you know, with stresses or even just the day to day stuff of life and, you know, having that, that, that release and, and being able to have that quiet time. Like, you know, I, I know for a lot of people, you know, with, with active minds that, you know, sleep is something that doesn't always come easily. Like your mind is always going, you can, you can be as tired as you want. You can close your eyes and one thought or one image pops in your head and your mind is up for the night, you know, and, and fishing after a day of fishing, there's usually not a hard problem to fall asleep. Yeah. So it's kind it's, of does it for you. Yeah. It, it empties the batteries, which is a good thing. I mean, that's, you know, it's, it's a recharge and an empty all at the same time. And I think it's, it's, it empties out the stresses and, and, you know, recharges, you know, what's what you're looking for and, and recharges that, the quiet time in your head. And it's, it's, for me, it's a weird thing to describe because it is, it is a personal thing. I mean, I, I love being on the water. Do I do it as much as I want? No, it's, it, and a lot of it has changed in the last few years, you know, with how I fish, you know, it's, so, it's so just changed. just to talk about that, um, you know, take us back, you know, maybe in the last five years, a um, couple big changes in your life with work and, you know, family things. And did did any of that? If you, I mean, it's up to you if you want to explore that. Um, but you know, I think I, you know, having known you, I know there's a couple big moments that you went through, and and how did fly fishing help you? you cope with all that. Yeah. It, and you're right. And, and it has, I mean, I, I guess, you know, starting, you know, let's start back here. I guess I, I moved, we moved back to Calgary as a family here. We moved back to Calgary uh, about 10 years ago. And, you know, I, I fished quite a bit when I was up in Canberra, but fishing is not quite as, as, as easy to come by. But when I got into it here, you know, I was, I was working a lot. Um, you know, I, I got in, um, I got, I came back to, to Calgary to, to work with a friend and, and that went well for a while and that was good. And then things changed and, you know, kind of a pseudo partnership with that. And it started to, the business slowed down. So the stresses came up. So I, 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 the stress of money and the stress of being successful and you know, quote unquote successful. And, you know, the, the pressures of being, uh, you know, the provider and, and things like that got to me and so you know i did spend a lot of time in the river and you know thankfully my wife was she's all but uh all but understanding about me you know there's there's never a time she's ever said no for me to go fishing unless we're supposed to be going somewhere for dinner but you know it's that at that point you know just the workloads and things i was stressed about and and money and and you know being successful in my own mind you know as far as my family is concerned you know that that came into play so i, I fished quite a bit and then, you know, as things moved on, I moved on to another another company, and the boss there was a he was a a different cat, and the stress had changed there, and I was working way more than I humanly should have for very you know very little reward or even just you know gratitude of, of keeping his business afloat and going. Yeah. So that changed things. So it's been an up and down battle for me with fishing too, is you know spending the time or having the energy. Um, you know, and I think that where, you know, you're hinting on, you know, whether it's depression or if, whether it's just sadness or tiredness or just overwhelmed, you know, that 
up and down really focused my time. Um, you know, it's, it was, it was hard to make time for myself. I was always, it was either I was always working or I always needed to be at home. Uh, and, and I, I found some guilt in, in going and doing, finding something by myself. And I always fished by myself up until a few years ago when I was lucky enough to meet a group of guys like you, yeah. you know, and it, it changed things. And, you know, and like I said before, you know, being an introvert, you know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a self-proclaimed introvert. I, I'm, I'm a, an introvert in an extrovert's clothing. I mean, I, I pull it off these days. It's, it's a lot of things have changed in my life that way where I've, I've become more comfortable in my own skin, but it, you know, that the stresses of life really change how you look at things. And, you know, a few, you know, in, in 2016, you know, I lost my mom to cancer and it was, you know, it was mid April. So, I mean, it was a, it was a nice April, mm-hmm. but not enough, not nice enough to get on the water, which I didn't have that. And I got into a funk, you know, I, it was tough. I, I couldn't focus. I had a lot of different thoughts going through my head, guilt and, and all sorts of stuff like that. And, you know, when that water time came up, I did jump at it. You know, I, I was lucky enough to be actually gifted a, a pontoon boat. And, you know, as soon as I get on the water, I made every effort I could when I had the time to get out and, and be retrospective of things that I was feeling guilty about. And, not even so much guilt, but, you know, things left unsaid with, you know, past loved ones. I mean, it's, there, there was a lot to unpackage from, from what, you know, me and my family had gone through during that time. And then, you know, once I kind of got past that, still was in a place of just not being, I guess, not being satisfied about what I was, you know, fishing on your own is, is always fun, but, you know, you, every now and again, you fish with a couple of people and it's great and it's, it's in passing, but, you know, in, in recent years with, you know, with yourself and, you know, the, the boys and, you know, having that, whether it's fly tying or fly fishing or being on the water and just, even just hopping online and, you know, sending dank memes back and forth. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's something that I've, I've never really had, you know, so and that's changed. It's given, you know, it's given a community to the, to the river, to the, to the people that uh, an introvert is comfortable sharing it with because... Well, one hundred percent. Yeah, a lot of times, you know, I, I would consider myself a an extroverted introvert, and I don't want to spend time with <clears throat> random people all the time. It sounds oxymoronic being being a guide, but when you when you get your time for the water, it's yeah. like you you got to choose carefully, and and 100%. I get it, and I get it when you find a group of people that uh, spending time with them is just as important as spending time on the river. And when you get to combine those two, it's, it's a pretty, uh, a magical moment. And, and it is. And having that time and that's, it's the camaraderie of it all. It's, it's, you know, you know, being a, you know, a ski, ex ski racer and things like that, you know, it was, a, it was a singular sport in a team environment is how it was put one time, you know, and, and it's fly fishing is very similar, especially in a boat. Like it is, you know, even if your buddies, you're, you're always, it's you and the fish, it's you against the fish. The fish really don't care about what you're doing. It's, you know, yeah. it's luck, yeah. luck and happenstance and a bit of, uh, you know, a bit of luck and, and, you know, and some expertise, but having that and to share that with other people and, and to be, you know, spending time with like-minded people and people that have something to offer you personally and 
you know, to a, you know, not a spiritual guy, but a, spiritual is in the fact of you know fly fishing like it's something that how everybody perceives what they're doing when they're on the water you know, what it means to them it's like you and i have, have spoken about that in the boat it's it is that time it's that it's it's a time spent with people whether you're talking the whole day or you're talking for five minutes you could have the, the absolute best day and not talk for 10 minutes total or you could have the best day and not stop talking yeah it, it's a it, it's an energy thing and i think you know, just to add to that, it's understanding when you're when you're with the right people in the river and however deep you want to get into the spirituality of it, but it's the river's giving you an energy. The people around you in the river are giving you an energy. And sometimes no words have to be said. I know we've spent many times and hours on the water together in a boat and, and no words are said, but it's just like you're constantly it's like you're plugged in and you're getting yeah. recharged and refilled and refueled. And, uh, it's, it's, it, it is very spiritual. Ho- yeah, however it, people want to take that. It's, it's a very spiritual thing. Yeah. And when it, and it's the unspoken understanding. I mean, especially when you're tuned in with, and you, and you fish with people before, you know, and I've fished with lots of people over the years and, and know whether I, you know, I, I fish with all sorts. And, and I think that's why it took me so long to actually get, fishing with people more often is that I found that right group of people to fish with. You know, I, I fish with ultra competitive people and people that would absolutely lose their marbles. If something went wrong, you lose a hook or whatever, you lose a fish. They just, it's like golfing and someone chucking a club. It's, 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 that's hard. It's hard to do. It's, it's like, yeah, it's, it's like going out for dinner and going out for dinner with a couple and they're start, nitpicking at each other it gets uncomfortable quick yeah it just when ruins you find, the mojo it, it does and and when you find that where you can you get in a groove and you can you know you have those people that are around you that can offer you something and you can offer them something for a day an hour a set of days and and you can have that time to like say recharge and to have understanding and just and, and you know listen by watching and watching by listening and all sorts of things you know you don't always have to be eyes wide open like you can a lot of stuff happens when you're just listening yeah and, and you're just and just you're just there you're, you're just there in the moment and you know and, and that goes back to the reflection side of things like when you're in that moment you know if, if you're not listening you miss so much yeah and and i think that that you know Having having the ability to to be with people that are understanding of that and and have the same mindset is that the it's such a bigger moment in time that you know it, it's yeah it, it's it is magical. I mean, you can have that magic hour of the day. You can have a whole day of doing it, and you could catch no fish and still have the best day fishing. Yeah, ever. I, you know, I, I think mean, it. I think an important thing to to add to all that is finding. You know, when, when, when fly fishing takes you over, I think it it dials you in or, or it leads you or it sets you up with opportunities to find uh, the other people who just kind of get it. And that, I mean, That's- you know, we we can sit on a boat and, and uh, or texting back and forth and arguing about politics in a biased unbiased way and have our opinions and it affects nothing in the relationship because you know it's it's not based on it it, when things are based on fly fishing it's a very pure 
beginning. It's a peer start. It's a peer relationship. And, you know, I, it, you know, it's not like, oh man, we agree on everything we say and do. It's, um, yeah, there's just, it's, it's just time and, and spending time with those people in the river, uh, the, the whole thing that, you know, the river's another, uh, dude or doodad in your, in your clan because they're just a big part of it. Uh, just like your best buddies. And I think a lot of people can relate to time on the water with their friends, time on the water with their uh, family or people that are very special to them. And it just continues to grow the bond um, and it allows m massively deep conversation to take place in a vulnerable place. I, I don't know. I'm trying. I, I guess that's a big part of the podcast is I'm I'm probably searching more than anyone to figure out. Um, what is that common thread? What, why, why, why is fly fishing, uh, saving people's lives? Why is it getting people out of funks? And, you know, my, my story is my own, but you know, for you in just the last couple three years that I've known you just to see you, uh, transition out of somewhat of a secure job. Uh, I met you just after you lost your mom. I know, um, some of the anxiety that you've gone through dealing with that stuff yeah. and it's just kind of, it feels like it's led you to go spend more time in the river and you know it's just it's a pretty cool thing yeah and i you know you, you touched on some too you know a couple different things you know going back to what you said about you know ha, you know ha, not having you know you and i our ability to have conversations on whatever it ends up being but having different viewpoints i mean that's part of the that's part of having time on the water with people. I mean, if you got along with everybody 100% of the time, life is boring. Yeah. Really. And, you know, and, and I think everybody comes to fly fishing for their own reasons. I mean, whether it's a release, whether it's, whether it's reaction, whether it's rehab, whether it's any of those things, you know, that's, that's part of the river. That's part of being out there. That's part of the story, you know, and that's part of the story of the people that you hang out with. And that's what builds, yourself because you're seeing different viewpoints like you know i've fished with people that have you know that are have fairly heavy drinking problems yeah. same with drugs and other people that are recovering and other people that have had you know relationship breakdowns and all sorts of different things and you know being able to you know be complimentary or to be compassionate or any of those things i mean that's the vulnerability like i said on the river is that you know it allows you to drop your guard. Do you, do you think, do you think fly fishing teaches that or does the river teach that? Or like, where's this coming from? I, I, yeah, I think, I think, yeah, it's, it's, they're very close. I think fly fishing might be the catalyst. You know, that's something that someone's drawn to something like, you know, the number of times I've talked to people saying that they've, they've just picked it up. They, they saw someone doing it. They thought, you know what, I, I need something to do other than, the bad stuff that I'm doing or, or, or just get away from a, an issue or a relationship or something. Transform their addiction. To do something different. Yeah. Like, and that's where it becomes a healthy addiction. I mean, it's monetarily not as much, but yeah. you know, it's, you're, you're, there's nothing bad can come from it. You know, it's, there's, the river's always there to listen. The yeah. river's always talking to you, you know, and with your, and the more you talk to people, like whether you're in the boat or you just stop and talk to somebody, I mean, that's, 
it's huge. I mean, you'd never know. If everybody says, you know, you'd be nice and you're, you could be the nicest person, you know, and you could catch one hello or one how's your day to one person on the bank and change their life. Their whole day, you know, yeah. Their whole day. Be, they could be in something that changes, you know, what they're doing or drop a fly off or some kid, get them started. I mean, it's an addiction that, you know, there's, there's lots of addictions out there, whether they're good, bad or otherwise, but it's, you know, I don't want to be climbing a mountain vertically and hanging over air. Yeah. So the river's the next so that, best thing. So that might not be my addiction today. <laughs> that might not be my addiction. But, you know, I think that that's the catalyst. And I think that, you know, the, the like-mindedness and the, and the backstories of the people you fish with make you a better person. Yeah. I mean, you know, whether it's, it's any, anything, it doesn't matter what it is. You know, the good, the bad, the ugly, or even worse. You know, if you if you meet someone on the river or in a boat, and you're fishing with them, and they have something to say or, or or passing conversations, and those are those conversations when you're you're casting away, you're you're focused on the end of your fly line, whether it's five feet or fifty feet away, and and someone's talking out loud or you know just having a general conversation, you can read a lot into what brings them to that point. Whether it's you know it could be good, the bad, or the ugly, and you know, and that opens up conversation. It's the therapy behind that. And, you know, whether, whether they need to say it or not, a lot of the times it comes out when someone's casting and they're solely focused on something else that the words flow or the emotions flow or yeah. all I, those things. I think that's a, a good point to, to kind of make is that, uh, to, to truly get out of it, uh, what we're talking about is to be, that person on the river um, that shares that that vibe or that good spirit with other people because I th- I think taking from the river this stuff that we've talked about this therapeutic stuff I think it is our right um, to give back into the people who also uh, come down to the river and or or. I mean, fly fishing is not just in a river. It's that's obviously specific in into what we're for us yeah. for what we do. But I mean, there's a lot of places that people fly fish, and that's their that's their holy water. That's their spiritual refill. Yeah. And I and I think the people that frequent those places, um, it's a it's a it's our duty to to feed off that energy and give that energy back to the people who also. Uh, come down to dip their toes in that stuff. Uh, agreed. Yeah, I mean that's. I mean, bodies of water are they're a goblet. They're either you're, you're either taking from them or giving back to them. You know, and you know, some days you need to take as much as you can drink, and other days all you have to do is just be there, and that that you know you're giving something back to the water or the people that you pass in the water. You know, and it's you know whether it's a nod or a high or, or something like that or. These days, with uh, you know social media and, and someone shooting out a hey, what am I doing? I'm new to this. Yeah. Just a tidbit of information, and and you know I I learned from a complete stranger for the most part. Like I was never taught how to fly fish properly until yeah. I started fishing with other people, and and that's well, and know, fish, the, fishing with open ears and open mind, one hundred percent. Never coming into it with an ego. Oh yeah, um, and and an ego in fly fishing only produces rotten people on the water yeah, in my, it my opinion it, yeah there's no there's no room for that there, there's, there's no there is no room the water's no, growth. no matter how big the body of water there's no room for narrow-mindedness and yeah. just 
assholes in general. <laughs> Agreed. A um, couple of points I want to touch on before we go here is uh, you said something earlier, and I meant to catch it earlier, but it was about uh, some people, uh, for some people, fly fishing is rehab. And um, I kind of challenge that statement and by saying I think fly fishing is always rehab. I, and, I, and I would agree with you. And, and, and I guess the, what I, when I said that is that maybe is that someone's coming off of something that, you know, whether it's, you know, it could be, it could be, drugs, li- could be literal and more in, in the literal sense yeah. of it, but you're, but you're, you know, in the, in the, the holistic side of things, you know, it is, it always is rehab. I mean, every time you put your feet in the water, no matter what you do, I mean, whether you're having a shower, you're in the ocean or you're in the bow or the yeah. lake, I mean, that, yeah. that's rehabbing you no matter what you do. I mean, totally. that's, that is a, it's a, just a spiritual or a, a, a mind freeing episode that, you know, just allows you to, to un, unload and, you know, release. Yeah. To let it go. Your, just... Let it go. And, you know, and, and again, it just, you know, I guess yeah, rehab might not be the best word for it, but I mean, no, reha- but it's, rehab- it is good because yeah, like rehabilitation can be so many different things. And, you know, and, you know, coming off of injuries myself, I mean, it can be physically rehab, like, you know, walking in water is good for you, and, yeah. you know, and it's, it's a, it's a happy place. I mean, you know, most people I I know of are happier when they come out of or off the water, no matter what. Yeah. You know, no, it's, it's a, it's a fun thing at the boat launch to see, uh, the amount of people that are super giddy, I'm giddy. I get excited every time I get down there, and just because I know it is, it is my rehab. It's my daily rehab. It is yeah. my. It is fixing me. It is curing me. It is uh, filling me. It is making me come home um, a better person. So, if you could answer the question in three to twelve sentences, um, how has fly fishing? saved your life i think fly fishing has saved my life by changing how i think and perceive my life you know i you know i've said several times i'm an introvert and and in the last few years that has changed significantly and i've become more open a calmer person and a much more giving person um I'm, i'm much more giving of myself and my time to most, um, you know, not say give it to everybody, but there's a lot more people now that I would give it to. And I think that has changed my perception of how I see and live my life. And, you know, that'll eventually hopefully save it at some point when it comes down the road. Yeah. Well, I I mean, I know you battled with anxiety quite a bit and there's, you know, I've seen this, this change in you in the, in the past couple of three years, just, you know, how long uh, we've known each other. And I think you're right. It's this, um, it's this perspective change, and I and I would agree that that uh, I would stick with that because I think uh, I like that. That's, yeah, that's... And I, you know, and, and to add to that too, I mean, like I, I feel healthier. Like I, as as a person, I feel healthier. I mean, whether my physical health is is on the better or not, but I I feel, you know emotionally happier these days, which I haven't, you know, there was a time, you know, last few years when I did go through those ups and downs and it, it had changed and, and giving myself permission to be, to release things, you know, and that's, that goes for 
you know my immediate family and and for people around me and it, yeah it's it's changed a lot just and i think it's made a me a better person, person. yeah 100% made me a better person and just you know and being more open to people like you know on, on thursday night live you know yeah. we were doing at the pubs you know talking to random strangers i've never met before and you know not feeling pent up about talking yeah, to somebody and yeah and it, it's it's changed that very much so changed that yeah so i think like in my intro i talk about the things that stories teach us uh they teach us to love they teach us to forgive uh they teach us to be just and strive for better than we have they empower us they lead us and i think with with your story is understanding um you know it's it's not that it's not every story has this uh this insanely wow can't believe if you didn't fly fish you wouldn't be here today but but i truly think if you can just say it makes me a better person like you just said um that's that saved your life because 100 how many things around us can we say oh wow that that picking up doing that made me a better person it made me a better dad it made me a better husband made me a better employer employee whatever the situation was and a better friend and that's um i can say that firsthand as as a witness to that it's it's pretty awesome so yeah. uh yeah any 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 last things you want to say here before we take off um i you know i i think that it's it's you know for people that are listening or you know the the doubts of you know whether it's for you or not i mean there's there's no there's no fear there's i mean there's there should never be judgment on the river and you know with with you know fly fishing if you're doing it it's like anything else if you're doing it for you and doing it for the right reasons there are people out there that are willing to spend time with you and help you find your release your your retribution or your rehab whatever it happens to be there are people there that are willing to be there with you and come along with that journey and, and you know I've, I've met some fantastic people along that way and you know in the last few years i've gained more friends than i've had in the, in the last three years than i've had in the last 20 and that has definitely changed my life and definitely probably saved it and will likely save it at some point in my future life and continue so well i appreciate that cam uh it's not always easy coming in here just talking about your story and things that happen to a bunch of random strangers um, but I appreciate your friendship. I, I appreciate spending time with you. Uh, I can't wait to go fishing again. It's uh, looking to be nice this week, so we'll have to see what what that, what that holds for us. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I just, just appreciate you taking the time and, and coming on here and sharing your story. And, and, and likewise, yeah, I appreciate, I appreciate you and you know all 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 the boys. Uh, you know these. You know you guys have been instrumental, and you've. you've your your friendship has meant means the most to me. Like it, it means so much to me these days, and you know it's uh, it's very much appreciated and is going to be reciprocated as as it comes. Well, I appreciate that, Cam, and, and again appreciate you coming on uh, on the show tonight. Um, if this is your first time tuning in, or maybe you've uh, listened to all the episodes and you're sitting there thinking to yourself, I have a story and I want to share my story. I know that fly fishing has changed my life. If that's you, uh, please reach out to me. Uh, this podcast isn't uh, exclusive. It's very inclusive, and it's open to anybody that just wants to share their story about time on the water and how that has, has
has changed our life. Uh, you can look me up on Instagram at firstcast and last pass, and I uh, would love to share your story. There's there's power in everybody's story. Uh, so ha- have a great night, everybody, and I appreciate you tuning in, and I love you guys. Thank you.